0: What's going up, guys, on really? <laughs> welcome back to the Dylan Sawyer podcast. My name is James or Jimmy. This is Dylan or Sawyer Souls on Twitter. <laughs> um, what's going on, Dylan? What What are you up to today?
1: Oh man, nothing much. Great start to the pod. Thank you for hopping on, Jimmy. Very, very glad to have you on for this. this is episode seven now? It's kind of crazy. We're already seven episodes in, seven weeks in. It's going quicker than I thought it was, but yeah, here we are. So, what, what's been up with you? How are you doing? How are you prepping for Q four? And yeah.
0: Uh well you know me my my warehouse is packed to the brim like to the warehouse door it it's pretty <laughs> bad um but we're making it work it's it's going so it's going
1: that's good how long yeah. have you been in the warehouse for
0: uh about 3 months roughly i'd say 3 months maybe 2 months around there how are you yeah. liking
1: it so far, man? I've I, I just got out of my warehouse like four months ago, and I've never been happier. So it's interesting to see the opposite perspective. So how are you liking it?
0: Well, I thought I was liking it. But with all this stuff for Q4 coming in, I'm kind of feeling yeah. like, oh, you're, you know, you felt.
1: Um, yeah.
0: How long were you in your warehouse?
1: I was in there for about a year and a half. Um, I stopped my lease a couple months early, actually, just because I knew if I'd put everything off to the side and tried to so my, it was supposed to end in January, we got at least out a little bit early. But if we would have waited for the lease to end in December, whatever, we would have just had so much leftover inventory, so much stuff that didn't get out. We wouldn't have had time to deal with returns and all that. Like I was able to do when it was during the summertime. But yeah. man, like <laughs> it would have been crazy if I was leaving like right after December, wouldn't have been able to do it. But was out nice two early. years yeah it was two years and i ended about like a year and a half and then they found someone to rent it like a month ago so gotcha did you save a couple extra testing? months but it is what it was it is what it is
0: yeah i mean, it's not much you know um yeah, and
1: and I, I saved money by sending to a prep server rather than having like utilities employees I, I definitely saved money even paying for rent bro, i swear because a lot no. of the stuff i was buying was with sales tax wasn't doing much wholesale um, so yeah, okay. I would have been charged seven percent on everything. I was paying a lot of tax when I was in the warehouse, and now I know I'm not making that mistake ever again.
0: <laughs> that makes sense, I, dude. I think if you're in a tax-free state, you kind
1: of have. Oh, to... I would probably still be in there. Yeah, I would. I would yeah. probably enjoy it. But dude, doing it in Georgia, especially not doing a lot of wholesale, it's just like not really feasible.
0: Yeah. No. Of course. Yeah. What are you doing right now? I'm you're out in like...
1: Oregon, right?
0: Well, you know, you know the answer to that question. I'm in Oregon. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, (laughs) so you Um, are sales tax free, so you can kind of abuse that with no prep cost.
0: Oh, it's a blessing and a curse because I'm, you know, prepping my own units, but it's Mm -hmm. no tax. So, yeah, I mean, you win some, you lose some. But
1: you're you're a one man show right now, correct?
0: One man show, solopreneur. I guess (laughs) you could say that. Yeah.
1: There we go. So you've been you've been prepping yourself as well, everything.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Um, I mean what else am I going to do with my day? Like, yeah, <laughs> watch Netflix That's, all day. Like,
1: no, exactly. Especially when now we're, we're like kind of tapped out on funds and you have that extra time to just go and prep everything. No extra costs, which is fire. Like, yeah, like, I can see how that works really well for someone in your
0: situation. It's honestly, I don't know about you. Prepping is kind of therapeutic after a no, while you're right when you just, go
1: from sitting on your computer all day to just like doing something simple where you don't really need to like think about like making a bunch of small decisions very fast you can yeah. just slap a label keep it moving it's kind of fun
0: you're just on autopilot you know slapping them yeah. labels put some tunes on just <laughs> yeah. chilling out
1: so. i gotta say bumping some music do you yeah. what do you listen to on like do you have like headphones or you have a nice speaker or something?
0: uh I have a speaker. I'm not sure where. Oh, I mean, Dude, hold on. We, so we
1: had a huge speaker in the warehouse. Like one that was really? like this big. Like, yeah, like one of those <laughs> big ones that they have at like a concert or something. But Dude, it was funny because every time we'd play it at like a volume where we could even hear it, the neighbors would just start knocking. They'd be like, music's too loud. Got to cut it
0: out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, we got way too many noise complaints.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, luckily, my two neighbors on both sides like are never here. It's storage. Really? For them. For their okay. business, yeah. So I'm just blasting. Um, it got really bad though. Like the first day I moved in, I uh, I have a like what's it called, a megaphone system in my warehouse, <laughs> yeah. And I connected to it. And I Facetime Billy, and we said some <laughs> Call of Duty chat kind of stuff. <laughs> and, and I didn't realize it, but like two warehouses down, it's a yeah. a ballerina studio and a gymna- or a cheerleading studio.
1: Wait, so this megaphone worked for the entire complex, or, or what?
0: No, just or... my warehouse.
1: Oh, but right. it's loud, right. like very, very
0: loud? All of the kids and the moms yeah. were listening in on me and Billy, just <laughs> talking our shit. It was Dude,
1: that. Is... Oh, man. Did, did any of them say anything, or they just lo- I mean, gave me a dirty look? I
0: mean, me a weird look, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I gotta turn this off. like, <laughs>
1: But, Bro, that's wild. <laughs> Having a megaphone yeah. in the warehouse is kind of cool, though. If you had employees, it'd be like, all right, guys, start on this now. <laughs> it is kind of cool, yeah. Like, get back to work. Like,
0: you know what I mean? It is. Yeah. Cool. It Ours seems- had
1: something like that. It wasn't really a megaphone, but we had, like, an upstairs. It was a second story, and it was really nothing up there. It was, like, just... Like stuff for the air conditioning unit, and like there's a, like maybe two, three hundred square feet of like open space. It was a really weird layout. Like it was on top, you could look over at everyone, and there's like a big like window area just wide open, and uh-huh. I could just look down on everything going on, which was which was kind of cool. Just be like, oh, okay, he needs to be prepping faster. Like, yeah,
0: this is my empire. My is <laughs> yeah, <up> and <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, and like, it always made for great pictures. Constant. Yeah. <laughs> But,
1: but yeah, warehouse, I do kind of miss it because it is fun when you see your inventory, when you have like pallets and pallets coming in. But at the yeah. same time, though, you have pallets coming in and you have to deal with them. And now I don't have to do that at all, which is very, very nice. Yeah. Just having it all outsourced. Um, really, the only thing that comes to my house is like occasional returns where it's like I want to sell it at my mom's store or sell it somewhere specifically where I just don't want to have the prep center sitting onto it for so long um mm-hmm. you don't really have that many issues though with returns you didn't do shoes like i did and even with clothes and accessories and stuff like that can get bad
0: yeah returns aren't much of an issue and if they are like they go to my grandma's house in utah and she utilizes yeah. them in some way shape or form so <laughs> I mean, it checks out That's But uh,
1: do you, do you have like a big space where it's just returns piled up or have you kind of dealt with
0: them dude her her garage is like, <laughs> <laughs> a landfill to yeah <laughs> it's like you got nike socks here belt bags here like just the <laughs> randomest stuff like that's and probably how cousins, it is with everyone though like my cousins and uncles love it because they'll come over and they're like oh, oh they i need grab something <laughs> oh i'll just take one from here like you know i, I don't care <laughs> bro um, my, my, my family
1: did that too bro they'll just go through all the return shoes of like, all right i want this one <laughs> or like just go yeah. through and pick out what they want When I was moving out of the warehouse, I was doing, like, kind of a closeout sale. Like, I was selling a lot of shoes for, like, liquidation prices, stuff that was, like, slightly used that I just wanted to dump. And one of my friend's dads, he has, like, a couple kids, a wife, good-sized family. He came in. He got 20 pairs for the family. He loaded up, bro.
0: That's pretty good. Were they... I'm assuming used, right? Used.
1: Yeah, it was like slightly used. I gave him really, really, really good prices on that stuff. It was like 15 bucks a pair and so he was getting like on clouds and stuff like that. So he was getting yeah. some steals, showing that's, love to the friends and family.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, for anything new, I uh, whenever I drive back or fly back to Utah, mm-hmm. I, uh, I send it in. But for anything you know, used, it's it's free for all for the friends and no, family. No, exactly. Like, so. You're not
1: really doing anything with that once it's a used, dirty item or like broken yeah. something like that. It's either going to the trash or going to a friend so
0: yeah well and they've done some creative things with them too like i got a lot of stanley cup returns because the listing got mm-hmm. you know deactivated or something they took them like you know did a custom laser logo on them for the Whoa. utah national parks and sold them to gift shops at zion's uh bryce Whoa. canyon and That's they made smart. a quick back it was it was Damn. cool yeah okay they do they, some great they're stuff. thinking
1: outside the box right there. That's yeah. a good approach.
0: Oh, no, it's cool, yeah. So
1: Yeah, so well it <laughs> seems like you're liking the warehouse life a little bit at least, other than when all the, the truckloads come in. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, it's it's not bad. I just gotta tell yeah. myself I'll get through it and the profit is what motivates me. I I'm sure everyone is, you know, with me on that statement. But
1: do you see yourself getting a warehouse employee or virtual assistant or anything anytime soon?
0: I think so. Definitely a virtual assistant or a personal yeah. assistant. Um, yeah. After December, I think. Um, That's a good I'm move. Do some more endeavors after December. Hiring
1: That's past like October, November just doesn't really make any sense. Like it's just so hard to train someone from the ground up when you have so much going on during Q4. Like it's just so difficult. It's better to just start fresh in January and really, really, really focus on them to where they're up on top of everything by the time next Q4 runs around because. But to yeah. be honest, here that's where most of the money's made. It's just Q4 is where it's at.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. If you re- if I mean if you're recruiting them during you know Q4, you're kind of throwing them in the fire.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a good know, way of putting it's it. Very
0: chaotic, you, you know. Unless you have really good SOPs in place, mm-hmm. um, like a human resources manager, <laughs> the whole whole shebang. Then yeah. it, it's not worth it, in my opinion. So,
1: what are some of the other plans you have for next year?
0: Uh, next year. I'm doing a lot. Well, I want to do a lot of branded bundles. Um, That's a good approach. I have A few really good, uh, exclusive wholesale accounts, um, that I plan on making some pretty cool bundles out of. Um, they said like, yo, we're implementing a transparency code. Now, if you yep. want to continue selling, you have to provide value, um, in some way, shape or form. Um, with, by doing that, you, you're exclusive. And so I said, yep, I can do that. Um, here's my ideas for branded bundles. um, and my own website so i'm really excited about that um branded bundles next year i want to do coaching after december um every time i want to do coaching man i'll get into it for like a few days like start recording everything and then i'm like sucked right back into my own business like yeah that's that's how it is yeah I mean it's, it
1: just makes sense man because you're seeing those results and everything pretty much immediately when you're doing it yourself but coaching is very very satisfying when you have someone who starts at nothing and you can grow their business and where they're doing it like full-time or when it really changes someone's life there's like a big reward that you get from that which yeah. is really really important
0: it's fulfilling but, like I've coached a few yeah. people to like 100 150k a month and yeah it, it's it, like I don't it just warms my heart. Like, yeah, I changed like that man's life. Yeah. My bro, like he's pumping numbers, like you know, it's it's a good feeling. So for sure, for sure. bro. Yeah. Let's talk
1: about that a little bit. So like networking with other sellers, talking to other people. I know you're very like social in the Amazon space, I'd say talking with other sellers, you're communicating with a lot of people on the day to day life. How has that impacted your business?
0: Oh, like without it I'd be a yeah. you know, finance one oh one. At random <laughs> university, state yeah. of whatever. Um, networking's huge. Like uh if you have the chance to talk to people, please do it. Just reach out, latch on to someone who's doing, you know, maybe bigger numbers than you, see what they're doing. Um, for me that was miles. Um I started my Instagram like day one of selling on Amazon. Not selling, but like yeah, sending into Amazon. I uh created my Instagram, posted my first shipment. Um, Damn, I didn't even doc- know that. Documented all my pro it's on my Instagram, uh at Jimmy FBA, just scroll down. It's like fourteenth posts. But uh documented day one, Miles saw it and added me to this huge group chat of like sellers in my same like age range, um revenue wise, you know, same demographic. And we kind of just made friends in there and now I live That's with cool. one of those That's pretty awesome wild that group chat. Um Damn. which is incredible. He's awesome. Yeah um but it's like i've lived with one in costa rica shout out b flips be treasy <laughs> um yeah a lot came from that group chat so dude it's uh, pretty
1: crazy how like just like discord meeting people online twitter can really like grow into real life friendships being very very close like you said living with another seller i would definitely see myself doing that in the next few years but just having like lifetime relationships from this community it's pretty wild like even people from the sneaker community who i knew they led me to amazon and we still talk to this day like the connections that are made in this industry there's there's really nothing like it and it's all over the country so bro if i travel to like vegas oregon wherever brother there's gonna be at least five people i'm meeting up with when i'm going out there which is really cool and that's one of the my favorite things about going on vacation recently is that Wherever I'm going, I'm usually going to meet up with a seller or someone who I've talked to online for a while that I've never met before. I'm always looking forward to meeting someone in person when you have just such a big network of online friends. It's, it's really cool.
0: No, that's so true. Like, uh, I can't, yeah, like anywhere I go, there's a seller that you can meet up with, yeah. at least one. Um, just get yourself out there. One other thing, too, think about it this way. Remember, like, 10 years ago when meeting people online, online dating was viewed as, like, Oh, you're a nerd! Like, yeah, <laughs> why are you meeting yeah. online? And now it's completely normal. Like, you have Tinder, yeah. you have Discord, you have Twitter, all of this stuff. It's it's really evolved and um, honestly changed, you know, many lives in terms of you know oh, finding, for sure. nerds, dating, finance, networking, or or any of that sort of stuff. So,
1: let's talk yeah. about where we met at ASD. There's a ton of sellers out there. That was That's a right. really really fun event in August, man. that, I, that was really surprised. So in March the turnout was a lot less for amazon people like most people i met in a day was maybe like 15 or 20 that i knew but yeah. like bro in august it was, I, I met probably like 50 to 100 people in a day like with the uh, amazon lit meetup and the seller meetup i don't know if you were there for those those were ridiculous like there was so many people there very 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 surprising like the amazon lit one probably had 250 people in a sports bar like in uh caesar's palace i think it was like oh my goodness i, I, I was shaking hands all night like <laughs> yeah, that, that,
0: oh my goodness yeah yeah so I mean, it's cool I'm to see and at the seller the one you know. yeah
1: so were you there at the amazon lit one or no
0: uh no i was not um, next time you gotta go i you will definitely have to uh, hopefully there's uh,
1: gonna be another seller amp one i was just talking with miles earlier today he said he doesn't think he's going to one in march which is what yeah i was like oh got this to. fucker
0: no we'll get him we'll get him coming
1: <laughs> yeah no, we'll definitely get him coming <laughs>
0: Miles is a greaser for that there's um, so
1: much content opportunity there too like he, he shot a lot of interviews short form um, yeah that's something i'm gonna take more advantage of next time i'm there especially being on this content grind now need to film some podcasts uh just do a bunch of content out there because it's such a good opportunity where everyone's in the same place. Everyone's hanging out with your show all day pretty much. Like There's time to just go off, film a video, film some short form. It's a perfect opportunity to do that.
0: No, for sure. Yeah. Um, and next time I'll be able to get into the Sellerant the meetup. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be finally 21.
0: <laughs> yeah. Walk around on the strip. So Wh- When do be- when you turn in 21? Uh, January early january so oh was, so that's good, coming yeah.
1: up in a couple months here
0: yeah are you going to uh miami sellers conference
1: yeah i'm actually looking forward to that man that's gonna be really fun i didn't was, go last year i was out of town but this time i'm definitely going
0: last year was so fun like that's probably the funnest meetup i've ever done
1: wow okay like, so
0: first like night that more than know, asd yeah tops asd like first okay, you know all the sellers at some bar and it's like people are coming up to you. You're going up to people and you're like, oh, my yeah. goodness. Like, I know you on Instagram. Like, how's he yeah. it going? It's so cool, man. Like
1: that feeling is unmatched. When you see it's, someone it's that awesome. you know I love online, me. you're like, <laughs> that's how it was with you. At first, I was like, I didn't recognize you. And I'm like, oh, wait, this is Jimmy right here. That's I know.
0: This guy. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that was the first <laughs> thing I thought. I was like, oh, wait, that is him.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: You didn't make it to uh, Amazon United, right?
0: No. um, That's in New Jersey. I'm in Oregon. Yeah. No, so I was out on a day's notice. I'm not doing that. So.
1: Yeah, no. It was it was far, but I, I enjoyed that one a lot too. Uh, there's a bunch of different sellers there. It wasn't all the same ones at ASD, but there was a lot of people there who were at ASD. You know, Miles, he all those guys were there as well. But that was like a more educational event. And I could see how people get more value out of that than ASD um asd yeah. sometimes if we both both you and i know some of that stuff when too many people get on the listings it just tanks in price like it goes way down we we both experienced that some after we this got ASD
0: dude we yeah. got, like i'm probably down like after all said and done i'm probably down like 15 grand on that stuff realistically Damn.
1: yeah i had some stuff that makes up for it but like now I know I need to be much, much, much more selective about what I buy. Like if it's like 25, 30 ROI, it's probably not even going to be 15 once all the sellers get it in hand. Um, especially when you're in my situation, you're paying prep. Uh, if, if someone doesn't have a warehouse, like, like you, you have a warehouse, you can prep it for pretty much a few cents a unit after yeah. the supplies and all that. But where I'm paying like a dollar or whatever it is, like I can't really compete on wholesale pricing when it's a low priced item. For something that's a little bit more expensive, you can, which is what I'm planning to focus on and kind of niche in on to more like industrial tools, high ASP stuff, because that's kind of what I'm used to from at least the sneaker market. Like my average sale price two years ago was probably like ninety dollars. Now it's like thirty-five, forty. It's gone down a good bit. And that's yeah. just from getting out of the sneakers. I mean, when you sell a pair of Hokas or Air Forces, you're getting like 120, 130. It's a lot per unit, like,
0: That's a especially lot, yeah.
1: with, especially with Hoka's, you can sell a lot of Hoka's for like 200 bucks and it's just easy. Ah. You could buy a hundred pairs at 120 bucks, sell it for 200 and you've already spent 12,000, 200 grand. It's only a hundred units. Like it just makes things a lot easier rather than having to sell like a thousand units of a $10 item. You know, it just makes a little bit more sense to do it on a higher ASP item, especially when working with only prep centers.
0: No. Yeah, for sure um that's what i'm doing next year with like branded bundles electronics kind of that stuff in that realm um yeah moving towards high sp the sp of like the electronics i'm selling is like between 400 and 800 and they sell like thousands a month oh that's wild i'm excited to do that but uh yeah high sp you know decent to good margin what more could you ask for
1: exactly yeah and, and some and some oh. of those categories, those higher price items, they get fee discounts as well. Like one of the high ASP items I sell in the industrial category, it's only eight percent fees, which is fire. Like that's way fire. better than clothing, which is like seventeen percent now. They've been raising it every freaking year.
0: That's <laughs> sweet.
1: Yeah, it oh. is what it is on that. I mean, Amazon's always going to raise their fees year after year. You just got to keep buying better and better inventory.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's how it is. You just got to. You gotta pivot. You gotta learn how yep. to adapt to the new market and Yeah. So
1: So you started doing OA, correct? When you first first started on Amazon?
0: OA, yeah. Supplements. That's okay, it.
1: there we go. How long ago was that now? When when did you open up your account?
0: Uh I got my first sale I think like June first, June sixth. I I think it was June sixth. Um I remember that like that moment, just waking up. I'm like like within five seconds waking up i'm checking my seller app um just to see like oh maybe it checked in and i see like seven hundred dollars in sales at like a 50 percent margin because the yeah. colon brim was fire uh, yeah maybe it was bit, it was more like 40 38 i'm exaggerating there but uh woke up and i was like that's oh, when you God. know
1: it works you're like oh, i jumped out is... of bed
0: <laughs> yeah it, it was it was <laughs> awesome and like oh man like i just gotta go deep on these and yeah. Found a way to do it and buy more products, got the Nike Ungate, you know, went from there. So
1: Natural progression. Nike Young plus
0: a plum card and you're winning. No, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> um S- yeah. Speaking
1: of that, what what cards are you using? Do you have any like loans or anything like that either?
0: I have let's see. Four business cards. I have the Amex Blue Plus, the mm-hmm. plum card by Amex. Capital One Spark Select, which um, is a 12-month zero APR card, no interest. But I'm upgrading that to a 2% because my 12 months is up. So got to hold a a balance on there for a while. Keep in mind, it reports your personal credit, so be careful with that. And then I recently got a Chase uh, Business Premier card, which should be fun, 2.5% cash back.
1: Do they give you good limits on that?
0: I got 10 grand. I mean, I'll take it.
1: Yeah. Mine's like 20 and I can't get it above it. It's like 24K exactly, I think. But I've heard if you bank with Chase, they'll immediately like 3X it. You get much, much, much better limits if you're banking with them, which honestly I might consider doing because I'm not using any Bank of America specific cards. And honestly, Bank of America rewards and all that, they're just not the best. Everyone I've talked to who recommends a big bank says to go with Chase. Also yes. consider going to like a smaller, more regional bank. I talked with Corey about that; he told me to do that. Um, yeah. I've been thinking about both options. Uh, who do you who do you bank
0: with now? Personal, I'm with Navy Federal. Um, yeah, probably the best in terms of. Well, I think it's the best credit union to go with. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm banking with Amex for business. Okay. I'm switching the Chase though in the new year. Okay. Um, so how is it
1: banking with Amex? Because I feel like that's a pretty new thing
0: it is a pretty new thing. People are surprised. They're like, it's coming from Amex." I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's a business checking. What do you want to know? Yeah. Um, But it's been pretty good. Um, You can't buy crypto with it. I tried to buy Bitcoin. That's interesting. During the run. Um, You can't (laughs) buy crypto. Um, Damn, I I wouldn't
1: have never thought of that. That's kind of weird.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was funny. I was at the car dealership buying my car and, I'm on the phone with Amex saying, "Hey, like can you up my credit limit so I can, you know, put it on my credit card?" And like, "No, we can't do that, but I see you have a charge on your card for crypto that didn't go through." And he pitched me on like this whole crypto thing, like some Amex wow. representative. He's like, "Yeah, buy it. You have to buy it." I think it was XRP. <laughs> and it boom it boomed up in price like the following week. Bro, like, that's hilarious. Why did I buy this? Amex so, Rep telling you to buy XRP, bro. He was like, I know I'm a customer support agent. This is not financial advice, but this is backed by Amex. You need to buy this. And
1: I'm like, <laughs> bro, that's crazy. That's
0: <laughs> <carburetor>. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? So you know, oh, that was man. a funny story. But uh, What what car were you getting? I was just getting a Camry. I'm a, I'm a rich dad, poor dad Maxi. Anything <laughs> yeah. that's durable, it'll last forever. Yeah, oh. no,
1: that's a smart move, man. Like, there's no oh. need to go get something crazy. Like, you you got your whole life ahead of you. Same with me too. Like, we got time to stack up and then get some crazy shit.
0: I mean, you got the Tesla with the base in the back.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's some light, some light. It isn't a Lambo, but it it, it does the job. <laughs> it yours, but it <laughs> ain't much. It's honest a okay. yeah.
0: So,
1: But I, I'm really happy with Vibe, bro. Like, I see myself having that for, like, years and years before I think about getting a new car. But really? having, like, a 911 or a little sports car or something in the next couple years would be nice.
0: Yeah. You still have your Sprinter? Did you sell it?
1: I sold it, like, literally a month ago. Very, very, very recently. After I would moved out of the warehouse and we kind of, like, got rid of everything, like, all the shelving units, all the stuff that, like, where we needed a van to move it. I was like, yeah. all right, I don't really need this anymore. I was still paying monthly payments on it, too. I only had like eight months left or something like that. I, I did a 36-month term just to get it over with quick. And I'm glad I did that because I got a good amount of money back for it, covered the payments, and I had like 20000 left over. Sold it for like maybe 6000 or 5000 less than what I paid for it. But I mean, I got a great amount of use for it. Like I was using it to buy inventory like two, three times a week, at least for 2021, 2022. Especially like pool season, I was pretty much using it every single day when i was doing yeah. the nike outlets i was using a lot i i'm really happy with it and i'm glad i bought one so i could actually like own it instead of having to go hit up u-haul every time i wanted one
0: no that, that's awesome um yeah. have, have i would ever... i would
1: recommend you look into it man i know you were going to the post office and ups a lot with the yeah. U-Haul or whatever box truck company you were running with but
0: yeah I, well that's that's a hack um what i've been doing is well i'll, I'll get into some sauce really quick um, there we if go. you set, if you set your shipping template um, to rank not rank but order the shipping carrier method by hierarchy so for mm-hmm. me i think it's either it's either ups 3 day or priority mail and then it's ups ground and then it's like you know ups second day air ups yeah. next day um, it basically the number one spot in that hierarchy is what it's going to tell the customer how fast it will get delivered with that method. Mm -hmm. So let's say it's UPS three-day. It's going to say three days ahead. What I'll do is I will basically buy UPS ground shipping for that, but I'll take it to UPS directly to their fulfillment center where I live, um, either with a U haul or just with my car. Um, that way, it gets delivered, I would say, you know, 12-something hours, because that can make or break the day it gets delivered. Definitely. My on-time delivery rate rate is like uh, 93%. I mean, that's so pretty good. It works. And the thing is, too, because you have the fastest FBM shipping time, you get buy a box above all of these people. Yeah. So when I was oh, selling, yeah. like, this electronic product for like, 300 bucks, I had a few listed FBM. And I could not get sales for the life of me because all these dudes on like the big electronic brands have like tens of thousands of reviews. And then here's yeah, me with like, crazy. you know, a hundred something reviews <laughs> for several hundred at the time and getting no buy box. I changed my setting and I'm like sales just come instantly. It's insane. Wow. So, that's
1: insane. That's some good sauce here. So make sure that, you guys are doing amazing. that before Q4 that we're coming up on FBM season for pretty much everything after black friday i'd say is fbm season even though i'm still pretty confident that the fba warehouses are going to have quick check-in times at least for the ones that i ship to now like abe8 teb9 like i feel like those are going to be pretty solid still uh some of the random ones no clue but the big ones i'm thinking are going to be pretty consistent and i mean even last year like people were sending out fba shipments in december and they were getting checked in before christmas
0: time so interesting yeah one last thing back to the um like little FBM template yeah. set your uh, handling time to zero and your cutoff time. Yeah. That's um, make it uh, before you take it to the, uh, whether it's USPS or UPS's is um, what's it called? Like distribution center. Um, you know, before, you know, you take it then for me, it's like later in the evening. Yeah. So that way your ship by date is the next day, but you ship it the day before that night before. So it gets to mm-hmm. the customer a day early. Which is, you know, why it makes sense to buy UPS Ground rather than, you know, UPS Three Day Select or Second Day or whatever Amazon wants you to buy. So that's
1: that's pretty interesting. That zero day handling time is another huge thing. That, that's a game changer. Um, yeah, that, that one's incredible. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of excited to see. I'm going to be doing maybe a little bit of merchant fulfilled for some stuff I had left over from last year. Um, but it's going to be mainly FBA for me this year. Are you planning on like going really hard doing merch fulfilled, or are you just kind of sticking with FBA?
0: Um, for December, I think like twenty percent of my inventory is FBM, eighty okay. FBA. Yeah, so that's, not that's bad, a good ratio. I like. I just hate doing a <laughs> FBM, yeah. so it's it's and annoying.
1: You've been selling for over a year now, so you kind of have the cash flow and the capital to buy stuff earlier and hold on to it. When you start, you might want to buy something on Black Friday, list it merch filled, sell it four days later, and then kind of keep cycling your money as fast as possible. But the more and yeah. more you do it, the more you realize, I need to be very stocked up, stock up early, be fully checked in for the entire month of December and for Black Friday. All all the big sales days you want to have full inventory balance on and then just consistently sell out over the month. Because if you sell out, like, there's been a couple of times where I sold out way too early on fast-moving products. Missed out on a ton, a ton of profit, uh, especially yeah. in like 2021 Black Friday when I was like a newer seller. When I was in my first year, first Q4, man, I had these converse. I ripped through like 800 pairs in a day. It was like all the inventory I had wow. on. Yeah, that was my, I did like 82000 and after the pending orders dropped off, it was like 75k last year 2021 Black Friday. But dude, I would have made a lot more if I would have waited until like mid-December to sell them like that's the time margin. Dude. oh my yeah.
0: god that $800? was like my,
1: dude that was crazy like merchant fulfilled like we were packing bought, like shoes for days after that trying to get all that out <laughs> <Did you laughs> set your
0: handling time that. back a bit or what'd you say did you say your handling time back a bit after that no, bro, no. okay i was just yeah,
1: no. dude or i mean honestly then i didn't even have zero ha- day handling time like it was just something that sold so fast i was one of like six sellers that were still in stock everyone was kind of selling out um that shoe today is like consistently 80 to 90 dollars i was getting sales for 150 <laughs> like oh, it's ridiculous goodness, yeah i that think you just... know which one i'm talking about too i, I won't know drop if... it because i know people are still selling those but yeah that's... <laughs> yeah yeah
0: you know what i'm talking about <laughs> that's yeah. <funny. laughs> but dude it the volume on those all-
1: just something else, man. Like those, just sell like nothing else I've had before, other than socks, bro. Socks are another one of those that just you won't even believe it how fast you see them son especially it's crazy.
0: Like the the volume increases like four or five times the normal rate mm-hmm. in December. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. Like the sock will sell two k a month, and in December it'll go ten k yeah. a month. At least I'm... on the crew. I'm really,
1: really, really excited this year now that Amazon added the thing where it says how many have sold in the last 30 days. Now we're going to get concrete evidence on how much certain things are selling more during December. Like we can say, oh, this specific item is selling four times faster during Christmas when usually it's only selling at this point. It's going to be really, really helpful to have all that data written down for next year. So we can make yeah. a lot more calculated buying decisions. But I'm excited to see like what some of these socks hit, bro. Like I'm trying to see like, will a size large on one listing sell 20K times in a month? Like what we got to see, bro. Like I'm, I'm trying to see the full full volume of Christmas in action. One thing I wanted to ask you is how are you preparing for Black Friday, Cyber Monday? If you're going to be doing any arbitrage this year. I mean, I know there's going to be a lot of deals coming out. Are you planning on buying then and then merchant fulfilling? or are you kind of already loaded up on inventory
0: um i'm pretty loaded up i have about 40k left to spend and i'm planning to use that um mainly on the nike sale for black friday and then i'm banned on kohl's but i have a good workaround for it i'm just gonna price match all the prices um to other retailers so that's the smartest thing
1: you can do when you're banned like that man like Price match, oh, yeah. use it in any way you can. Kohl's has been really cracking down recently. I feel like everyone I know has had trouble placing orders, had trouble getting their Kohl's cash. Like, There's just a lot of issues coming out with Kohl's. And they didn't mark okay. down the socks, which was devastating for a lot of people. Not for us, though. We, we found our other ways.
0: <laughs> we, we, we got some good loops, let me tell you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, Kohl's, their reseller detection system has really beefed up. Like, I tried to buy two Nike socks the other day. To a brand yeah. new address, brand new credit card, brand new name. Well, I, I you know, made a fake alias. Yeah. I'm not identity, the- like, stealing. <laughs> but, uh, they, like, they just clip it. They, uh, they don't like it, so it's weird. That's
1: kind of crazy. I might try again on my original account, like my old account that has all the purchase history, and see what happens there. That's the one where I got my Kohl's cash deleted, so I was making new accounts uh, in effort to try and get around that. But hey, I mean, if people really can't get their orders through like that, might as well just try it and not even get paid out on the Kohl's cash. I mean, that's how it is in December. Like, You can do that and still make a lot of money.
0: Yeah, the thing is too, like I'm fine with price matching. Kohl's yeah. cash, it gets clipped like that nowadays. People Bro, yeah. with like a thousand bucks in Kohl's cash, mm-hmm. gone. Almost that blew instantly.
1: my mind. When I started to hear about that, I was like, okay, I can't buy from this website anymore because for us, we do two, three orders and we're already past a thousand Kohl's cash. When I had it, When I had mine deleted, it was like, 24,000. It was crazy, man. But
0: it would have been a ton- lot
1: worse if it was coming into Black Friday. Like If I didn't buy that sale and learn my lesson then, then I would have spent a ridiculous amount if I could get the order through on like, Black Friday and then gotten burned really bad, which a couple of people I know got burned bad last year. But yeah. before, they would delete you if you had like 50,000 in cold cash. Now it's like if you have over a 1,000 so they'll delete you, which is kind of crazy how they've switched up so fast. Especially coming from Kohl's. I feel like Kohl's is a dying company. Something that's not going to be around in 15 years from now. <laughs> but Dude, it's funny to we'll say that.
0: Every Kohl's I walk into, it's dead. Dude, it's crazy. Dude, like, there's
1: nobody in there. They're selling a lot of stuff for, like, cost or very close to cost.
0: So yeah. it's,
1: it's kind of puzzling how they're making money. But it's one of those big box stores. Like, it's kind of like Bed Bath & Beyond. I feel like they're in kind of a similar boat um but yeah i mean they still have good stuff a lot of resellers make money off them so i, I hope they stay in business for our love long and yeah we can keep price matching
0: <laughs> how much of your business do you think is based off resellers
1: i don't know that's actually a good question man probably huh. like i'd say maybe under 50 though because i feel like there is a lot of just normal customers but maybe 35 40
0: yeah no i was thinking about this the other day like i don't pay attention to the sales emails yeah. But I could see how, like, some grandma or some, like, you know, millennial mom sees a Kohl's email and they're like, oh, 15 off 50. Got to go to Kohl's.com.
1: Yeah. Or go Let's to sell- Kohl's in-store. That might get them going to the stores as well. Um, but, dude, just think about how many, like, just off, like, a couple of those sales where it just, it's just resellers clearing out, like, tens or hundreds of thousands of units on just a few SKUs. Like, that's definitely yeah. what happened last year. Like literally just like five people I can name off the top of my head, forty thousand socks between us. Like
0: it's it's yeah. kind of ridiculous. Burn <laughs> so up now. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's uh, kind of like
1: with everything though. Like even Footlocker, you could probably say is like that.
0: Yeah, well, it's good this year. They upped the map pricing on them, you know, the socks, yeah. and uh, we found some better places to buy them for cheaper. Yep. Some low key sites, so should be good yeah that's
1: good man because that that can throw a wrench in people's bit like bro there's people who relied off it being that lower price and now that it's raised you got to look for other places to find it and if you find it for that lower price or if you bought it in like June July let's say and you held on to it you're making a lot of money now like you're doubling your money on every sock you sell and pretty much yeah Yeah, exactly. Like there's opportunities endless, and that's just something that's going to be happening like year over year now. There's going to be inflation, just higher retails. That's kind of how it was with Air Forces back in the day. I kind of took advantage of that a little bit when it was like 90 retail and it shot up to 110. And I still had pairs from when it was 90 retail. This was like before Amazon, to be honest. It was like StockX and Goat that were reflecting those prices. But that was another time where you could kind of abuse that buy in early, sell once the retail's up. And there's going to be infinite opportunities like that down the road
0: yeah speaking of like air force ones you want to talk about burn loops now
1: yeah I, that's Loop? that's great what are, what are some
0: good burn loops you know of?
1: i'd say first off the top of my head is definitely asos uh that that guy like, Raffle i think his name is he made a thread about it um yeah it was a good thread i mean he clearly did volume on it too i did a lot of volume that was definitely like the website i spent the most on in 2021 um all you had to do was change your currency to British pounds. I think you had to change your country too. And it's yeah. funny because I didn't even know the, the loop for six, to, six months to a year probably. It was someone else just making purchases for me. And he was doing it exclusively for me. So I was just paying him a percentage. I'd no, I couldn't even figure it out, man. <laughs> and then one day, it was one of my good- fir- I was on the phone with one of my friends and he was like, try this and it just worked i was like what this is what this kid's been doing the whole time i thought he had like an employee discount or something like that or like something that i couldn't access and when i found out how easy it was i was like damn i I paid him a lot of money to do my purchases but it's okay though because he would just run me up he had a custom bot for it so he would just ace is different than most websites they have a cart hold so if you add it to cart it holds it in your cart for an hour and he would just bought that and just add Thousands of units to cart, and then just keep getting it carted, so that he wouldn't lose the item, and that worked really, really well. Like we crushed it; we got like six thousand air forces in like a week. That was probably my best. Sold maybe like twenty five hundred of those on Amazon. The rest I sold to bulk buyers. Dude, that was crazy, especially coming to my house. Like that was just absolutely yeah. ridiculous, man. That's when I realized that was the week I realized I was like, oh my god, I need a warehouse if I'm gonna ship to myself.
0: Yeah, dude, you cannot do that with
1: you know just go into a house i have a lot of stories like that like there's one where someone was running me bot on pools and he just hit like way too many like it was like hundreds coming to my house like 150 pound pools and they delivered so much my whole like driveway was full and then fedex calls like we have a 40 foot semi full of pools waiting to get delivered to you (laughs) i'm like i can't <laughs> take those like you gotta send them back <laughs> then, That's i, 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 like, yeah. <laughs> I should have done that looking back because i sold through all the ones at my house i was like damn i guess i could have had some more but it was just yeah. too much to have like we had some at storage units some at my house and we we're like i can't take more of these <laughs> like fedex you have to send them back <laughs>
0: yeah oh my god. what about for
1: you? you you give us some
0: uh the ASOS loop came back kind of. One of our good yeah. friends on Twitter, I'm sure you know who he is, yep. uh, put me on it. I've been, I was pumping it, you know, up until recently. There just, you go. Uh, Find a load of ordinary at like, you know, 60, 70 ROI.
1: That's fire, man. It was, fire. I missed out on the second time, bro. I didn't even know about it until I figured out the day it was clipped, which is kind of funny because, I mean, it was someone else who told me about it. And they didn't even know it was clipped. Just, it just happens to be the day that I find out about it, it's over. I'm Max. Like, Damn, man. I would have I would have Max. come back and started taking stock. But
0: it is what yeah. it is. Well, it, it kind of got fucked because it was one yeah. unit per order on, Ugh. like, most of the good stuff. Like, you know, the yeah, no. O's, the Air Forces.
1: Yeah. That that's, kind of stuff. yeah. That's way, way, way too much work. Before, you could do, like, ten of each size. So I could do, like, 50 pairs of order. We were doing fat orders. But yeah,
0: like for the ordinary, I was just stocking up because you could do 10 of this, 10 of that, that 10 exactly. Of this. Yeah, you can do pretty good size
1: orders, make yeah, one two times. it worth your much. This was
0: Premier Two coming in, like, so it was insane.
1: Bro, that was insane because they were shipping from Georgia, at least to me. It was yeah. literally delivering next day. Like, I'd buy it at 7 p.m., it'd be at my house by two o'clock the next day. Like dude, that's so nice, dude. <laughs> yeah. the turnaround was nothing like, bro. It was crazy. Especially when I was doing Merchville too. So we just listed immediately, get it moving. Oh. That was a crazy year, man. Cause in 2021, I wasn't in the warehouse. I was having so much incoming inventory. I was like not getting out my old stuff which is a little bit similar to what's happening with you right now, where you just got so much coming in. You got to clear out space. You need to make sure stuff's right. And then I wasn't even shipping stuff out until like mid December. Like I was way too late on a lot of that stuff. And yeah. that got a little bit burned there, but it's fine. I've listed a lot of stuff and Fulfilled and sold through, but now totally. I know that's such a headache, man. Like doing merch Fulfilled at that scale, especially with shoes where you have so many different colors and sizes, where you're listing like 50 different SKUs with just a list like Six different models or shoes—it's crazy, man. But hey, yeah. we're not doing it anymore. Out of the shoes, out of merch to fulfill. uh we're we're living chill now.
0: <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah, it's, it's the good life—the preps in our life, dude. Yeah.
1: Nothing beats it. You, it's really opened my eyes up to how much other stuff was missing in my business. Like having a system for reconciliation, where I have someone submitting invoices to Amazon having someone following up with the retailers, making sure that everything was delivered. Same thing with wholesalers too. They might miss a case every once in a while or forget to put something in the order or send you the wrong item, like with what happened to us at ASD, where we just got completely the wrong item and had to just take it, list it for a low price run ads to get it to even sell, which is pretty annoying. But it is what it is when you're working with the ASD distributors.
0: (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I would only work with them if they were close out. Or that one, you know, distributor yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Going, well with closeout no one else is buying it because you're buying all the clothes out dude exactly I mean, that,
1: that that's not what refunded. i was saying earlier i had stuff that was good it was all stuff where it was closeout i bought out everything they had and i'm um, like the offer count didn't really spike that much but stuff where they have access where it's just a distributor quick selling brand they have access to tens of thousands of units and i'm competing against someone who isn't paying for prep there's i yeah. really can't compete on a low sale price item on something that's 50 bucks or more, let's say, then prep cost kind of gets washed out. But when it's something where it's a wholesale item and I have to have it for $2 and the, the buy cost is $1. fifty plus a dollar prep or something like that, it just won't ever make sense like that. If they're getting it at that much of a cheaper cost, like 30% less after prep or whatever, it's never going to work out. So I kind of realized that and pivoted away from those smaller like beauty products and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there was still some good ones though that were like cosmetics where it was like, I'd take 500 units and sell it for 12 bucks a piece and make some good money. But it's just, I don't know. And closeout is a little bit weird anyway. I, I prefer to deal with uh, wholesalers that have always in-stock inventory that are buying straight from the brand. Like a lot of times the closeout distributors could be getting it from other distributors. So it's just like kind of a muddy supply chain. But when it's yeah. some other, like that one other distributor you're talking about, it's very clear. They get it straight from the brand, it goes straight to you. Like there's not any other... People in place or any other middlemen. It's just straight to you, which is much better than closeout, where you're not really sure on what's going on, especially with a section three going on. Uh, have you been affected by that at all, or have you been chilling? No, no, good, I, same here. I've been
0: chilling. Being honest, like I've I've sold Telegram stuff before. Um, they like I, I bought it once just to see what the hype was about. Yeah, and it was refurbished vacuums, and I got uh, complaints. Lost like fifteen grand on it. wasn't Damn. fun. Yeah, but, you learned uh, your lesson though, and
1: yeah. it's been long enough where like you don't really need to worry about it anymore. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So I think Got if you try. delete
0: any listings that are like possible Section Three listings, you know what I mean, like yeah. the generic listings or Telegram listings, you're fine. Um For me, like I'm just keeping my inventory updated, you know, all the time deleting old listings, even if it's like a Nike sock. Like, just yeah. in case they come after me, like, oh, maybe it's fake. Like, I just want everything smooth sailing. I have me all too. my invoices ready. Like, the moment they come at me, yep, there's that. Good to go. So, yeah, keeping it all organized now. But that's that was same scary, with me. man sellers were freaking out back in like may and whatnot oh
1: yeah that was crazy there's oh. a lot of people getting hit back then i wasn't even yeah. really in the wholesale game then i like i was i, I went to a couple of trade shows it wasn't really asd or is one that was more focused on brands first one and yeah. that one i kind of knew i'm not going to be running into any like fake products or stolen goods on in that Dude. type of show but with something like asd there's definitely a little bit more like the suspicious side just because of how many people there are there there's thousands and thousands of exhibitors there's definitely gonna be some that are selling like refurbished or just weird supply chains it's just gonna happen when there's a show that big, and you just need to know to stick with the ones that are the biggest and you you can tell too like when you have one where it's just like one guy sitting in a booth and it's just like a bunch of like already open products and it's not really like many consistent like you'll know when you see one where it's like they have 30 products from the same brand, where you see like one with like one product from this brand, one from that brand, two from this brand, and it's all already opened or refurbished versus a company that you can just tell they order straight from the brand. They order tens, hundreds of thousands of units. So it makes sense they're getting, getting the cheap prices. You just have to look at both and see like, yeah. oh, this one's obviously not the one to buy from. And oh, this one has a good supply chain, this is a good distributor. But at those shows, people are going to know that too. They're going to see, oh, well, this distributor has, carries 100 brands, they get good pricing. A lot of other sellers are going to be going to that same exact place. You kind of have to differentiate yourself somehow. And at ASC especially, it's hard to get like, huge volume discounts because even someone like me, people may think I'm like a big seller. When I talk to some of those distributors, like some of the higher up ones, they were like, oh yeah, someone just came in and put a million dollar PO on two A I'm like, oh, okay, I'm I'm a baby in this game. Oh, like, <laughs> <always a> <laughs> yeah. Fish. It's like, all right, I don't deserve any volume discounts then if that guy's spending like that. Yeah. Like What do just... I
0: deserve at this level? <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, like, oh, I thought like... my thirty K was cool. Like this guy just spent thirty times that on one ASIN. I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um blowing out of the water, yeah. Yeah, and there you can kind of create a moat because he's probably clearing out all the stock that they have. He's probably buying four to six months worth of stock and he's getting it at the best possible price. I mean, they're going to give him the best price if he's taking millions worth of inventory. It just only makes sense. And there's not really yeah. a way for someone like me to compete with that. It just doesn't work at my level, but maybe down the road it can be possible to kind of compete with those bigger guys. But it seems like that's where the success is at ASD. he has gone super deep on my like closeout and stuff like that
0: yeah well i i view success to asd is talking to people no yeah yeah well that's the biggest impact To asd
1: definitely i mean and that impacted us you know i wasn't really talking to you very much before the, the asd show and now we talk pretty much every day sharing loops ideas it's not about really finding products there it's about the connections that you can take home
0: no yeah no one thousand percent yeah yeah i would recommend anyone go to me AS2, too man miami conference you
1: know, i got some people from the group to go and they were all really really happy with the experience met a lot of people it was overall awesome man like i don't know anyone who i talked to who went there and regretted going everyone had a great time
0: yeah no one thousand yeah. percent
1: yeah same thing yeah. with united too and i'm sure probably my miami Seller conference right like nobody regrets going on it's always gonna be such a fun trip it's and a good time. something I'll, something I'll be on my calendar every year for years to come.
0: No, yeah, 1000%. Yeah.
1: Are you planning on going to any other trade shows in the next few months or year or so?
0: Uh, not really. I'm kind yeah. of just doubling down on um well, just what I have right now and hopefully coaching after December. So. Yeah.
1: I think that's yeah. a pretty good plan cuz honestly, man, you you got you you already have, Brandon bundles lined you have brand bundles signed up your brand rack exclusive. That's what you want to go with. You don't really need to go with a bunch of distributors and stuff. Brand direct exclusive is what's going to be the long-term play. If you're looking to do Amazon for five, 10 years or however long you plan on doing it, which actually is a good question. How long do you see yourself doing Amazon for?
0: Quite a long time. Yeah. Um, like pretty long time. Me too. So yeah. Well, years. we'll be in it together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Dude, there's just so much opportunity to let it pass. You know, it's just, there's no bigger marketplace than Amazon,
0: yeah, no, like even after we stop selling on Amazon, if I see a good loop, you know I'm buying, yeah, yeah, regardless. exactly
1: exactly, you got to once once you do it for a while, then it's ne- it's never ra- leaving you like you're always yeah. gonna go back and loop
0: and the more you do it, you get better at it, you know what I mean? You get better at seeing yeah. what's good, what loop is you know around. How can I loop this and then what you'll be
1: sense? way more efficient too like. Some of those first loops I did, especially with like the pools and stuff like that, where I was in an in-store pickup, I could have outsourced it in a lot of different ways, gotten a lot more stuff. But hey, now I know, like I could be sitting out guys all over the country with U-Hauls. I know some people who did that with chlorine, made hundreds of thousands. Very, very well off that. We just need one little thing like that and then we'll be good. Which, <laughs> I mean, it could already be here. and We didn't don't even know. It. it could be the socks right now. That could be the, the crazy loop. Um, there's yeah. always going to be something new but wait
0: most recent one was asos
1: yeah and i so. missed it completely but it i don't really care because i got i got the real the real loop on it i was like one of the first people who was doing the currency thing and i did it for like a year without really anyone i know knowing about it so that yeah. makes me think there was not many people who were on it that one guy who posted the thread about it he was definitely looping it it seemed like he was doing it for more like dunks more stuff for like stockx x goat and bulk buyers instead of for amazon And I was on Amazon really early, so I immediately pivoted to that. And the person who was buying for me was doing a lot of volume on StockX and Goat, and they weren't really interested in Amazon, but they knew the shoe industry very well, and they could do well on Amazon. And eventually, he ended up starting his own after he bought like a million worth of shit for me in 2021. He finally started his (laughs) own Amazon account and started getting some stuff for himself. But after that, we got banned pretty close after that. Like, we just weren't able to place any orders. Kind of similar with the Coles thing, where it's like, you make a fresh count, fresh card, like, you're sending it to a completely new place and they're still canceling you. It's like, they obviously don't want to work with you or sell with you. So it's like, you got to just move on to the next place and call it a day.
0: Yeah. That's why I like wholesale at that point. Like, once you've got all the OA websites or loops flipped, it's yeah. kind of like, you know, what, what do I do now? So. Branded bundles next year. That's like the baseline for my business. Um, yeah. What, what business,
1: up. what percent of your business right now is wholesale versus OA?
0: For December, probably like 35, 65, 65 OA. Okay. You can never go wrong with OA. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? OA during Q4, it just nothing beats it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like,
1: it's, it's it, hard it, to it, find it, wholesale stuff at that margin that we are getting OA stuff at. Like, I'm probably. A, a higher percentage on the oa side of things coming into this q4 but like dude in august i would say i was 60 percent wholesale like after asd and all that where i'm just mainly buying from distributors and reading up on old orders like i definitely didn't do much arbitrage that much i was definitely primarily wholesale but now it pendulum has swung in the other direction and it'll swing right back when we get into january that's when i'm pretty much going to cut off my oa for a while unless i have like good replans or something i can like see like oh this is doing well i can buy more easily obviously going to re up on that but i definitely want to make the pivot to be like 80% wholesale next year
0: yeah no i'm kind of with you on that i still want to do oa though like yeah it's just fun I'm- I'm- I'm just good at it. You know, yeah. like we're just good at it. It's it's fun. It's Especially
1: easy. with like Nike and some of the safe brands where you really know that you're not gonna run into any issues. It's it's almost just as safe as like branded bundles are where they know that you're selling it. They don't really care.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but with other wholesale stuff, like if you're just buying from a distributor selling random brands, there's like a high probability that you're gonna run into something like cease and desist, IP complaint, listing getting deleted. Something just comes up with that when you're in the wholesale game, just buying from random distributors. But if you focus on more like brand direct exclusives and then just like simple OA stuff where you know you're not going to run into any issues, you're kind of just smooth sailing. And that's how I want to be. I'm sure you want to be. Just the safest approach to do it long term. Wholesale yeah. uh, it... wholesale's weird, man. I didn't really realize how much sketchy stuff was going on until I kind of jumped into it. But seeing like all the Telegram stuff, stolen goods, it's kind of crazy seeing... How this industry is, and the arbitrage is just not really like that at all. Like you're just kind of simply buying from retailers, and they're shipping out your goods, and you're getting it in. Like the worst you can deal with is just leakage at a high yeah. level, like retailers shorting you on goods, you getting shorter from Amazon, which is honestly going to be my main focus going into twenty 2020, twenty or twenty twenty four. Yeah, and building those systems to where I don't really have to even be thinking about that. Come this time next year, where reimbursements are getting automatically filed. There's th- tens of thousands for OA sellers to do high volume that's being left on the table. And that can really just push your margin from like 10 11 12% up to like 15 to 20% if you're really, really staying on top of everything and buying high margin products. It can make or break an OA business. It's pretty wild yeah. how much it affects it actually. Because, bro, you, you'll buy a lot from Kohl's and, oh, you got 4,000 and 3,800 delivered or something like that. You don't really think too much of it but that is like thousands and thousands worth of stuff that a lot of people just skip right over and don't even really know about
0: yeah there's a lot of good catalysts too right now especially for q4 like yeah. with offer counts being down the price will jack up there, there's opportunity for sure so.
1: Yeah, opportunity everywhere and yeah always opportunity to get burned by a retailer and what, what happened to me recently i bought chocolate not to say where from or which brand but all of it came expired. It was all expired. I was like, what even is this? Like, it's expiring yeah. this month, this year. And I was like, I can't do anything with this. And some of the stuff I was sent was expired in September, which is crazy. Really? Yeah. And what ended up happening was I literally just called them and be like, hey, all of these are expired. I need a refund. They didn't even make me ship them back. So... I'm about to have some expired chocolate I could eat during Christmas
0: time. <laughs> Wait, did you ship this to your place or Danny's No, I place?
1: shipped it to Danny, but he's sending me a box of it. I'll just give it out to some... All the ones that are in November, that expire in November, I'll eat some of those, give them to friends and family and stuff. But, yeah, man, the ones in September, I'm not eating that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, really? Uh... I don't know It's chocolate. <laughs> You're plastic. right, it
1: is chocolate. It's not something that can go like really like milk or something like that.
0: But... yeah, it won't go really bad.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't
0: know.
1: Uh, we'll we'll see. We might have to test it out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The chocolate. What have you been uh buying in terms of like Christmas stuff? Are you doing any Christmas stuff? Yeah, Uh, so
1: last year was the first time I kind of experimented with more like very seasonal stuff like decorations, which I'm doing again this year. Advent calendars, got some of those, Um, a lot of just giftable items like chocolates, stuff that can be just sent to another person. Um, Like even beauty sets where it's like a like a variety of different perfume scents and it's like just a gift set and it does really, really well during Christmas every single time pretty easy to predict when stuff like that will do well um yeah but that's pretty much a lot of chocolate this year some decorations a little bit of advent calendars and then honestly majority of it is just cold weather clothing like obviously the long sleeves hoodies jackets they're all going to do better the yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) the people know the people know who are watching they know (laughs) but all that stuff is going to do significantly better than christmas and then with the christmas demand combining with that being a it's a cold weather item it's going to just skyrocket in price the demand's going to go crazy like these right yeah. here those will probably sell like 25 30,000 times during december which is kind of crazy to think about but that's just the the game man the volumes insane
0: yeah. I, dude we got to buy more dude like, you're right <laughs> where are we getting them from corporate sales yes yeah. orders <laughs>
1: About yeah. that time, or I mean, it is getting a little bit late now. Um, when do you when are you gonna send your last FBA shipment in? probably Thanksgiving,
0: Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good day. Um, uh, mine's probably gonna be around there. I might honestly experiment though, like send in during December and just see what happens. Um, yeah, if I can get like more and more credit because right now we're close to being tapped out, we got a lot, a lot of stuff. <laughs> Had like yeah. 4,000 units um shipped out today, so. It's pretty wild. The prep center's putting in work. We're putting in work. It's Christmas time, it's here.
0: That's fire. Yeah. I don't um last year I shipped in like December seventh and it yeah. arrived like within twenty four hours. Wow. Um available twenty four hours. S P D shout out Las Vegas one. <laughs> uh, so I might do that. Um maybe my storage limits are, you know, are bad. I haven't really calculated it yeah uh, so far but... let's
1: talk about that for a second man because we had a scare with our november storage limits
0: ours Dude, were they big came in clutch they came in yeah. clutch. ours were super soon...
1: low and then we yeah. submitted cases to get it raised or capacity manager increase request i think is the official name and we got approved on the last day that we could even apply for it so yeah, like, we, we got lucky with time. there um yeah that that really really made me happy when I was like, damn, okay, I can actually do something this Christmas. I'm not stuck with 1,800 feet or whatever it was.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, that'd have been the worst. I had like, uh, well, I'm not sending it anymore, but uh, I was gonna send in two full truckloads, yeah. and you know, would have been. Well, I'm currently stuck with it because uh, I can't even get it out of my warehouse. it's So bad.
1: That's really uh, wild.
0: But. Yeah. Speaking
1: yeah. of that, how big is your warehouse?
0: Uh, 3,000, roughly. Well, 2.5. That's a good size. In terms yeah. of, like, floor space.
1: Okay. And then it's pretty much all, like, are you in just one office space right now, or is it uh any Yeah. Okay. That's, that's well, a no, lot no, of space, it's... then, in the main area.
0: Yeah, a little bathroom in the back. It's kind of good. Yeah. It's nice.
1: I saw you posted a picture of you with, like, an air mattress in there, a
0: blanket. Have you been sleeping in the warehouse? oh time to expose myself <laughs> not really um i live like you know 30 seconds down the road there's no reason no, to no need to <laughs> here. i definitely was, had a few nights where was, i
1: slept at the warehouse but it wasn't a common thing because i'm like 20 minutes away
0: yeah no yeah um yeah may, mainly engagement baiting <laughs> yeah. so, and hey it, it was worked good. it worked I, I sometimes like take naps on there because mm-hmm. I don't sleep overnight. It gets way too cold. But... I didn't even
1: think about that. It is cold time of the year. Our warehouse was fully like, climate controlled. I could have it on 68 year round if I wanted to. But
0: Well, you're also in Savannah.
1: That's true as well. But it's still, I can make it really hot, really cold. I could, I could do whatever I wanted pretty much year round. But it did make the electricity and power bill a lot more expensive.
0: Was that, oh, I was going to say, was that expensive? Yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely. I like, like there were some months where it was, like, a 1000 Like, something crazy. Or like, five, what? six, yeah, it was, like, some months were, like, 200 some were, like, 800 And I was, like, damn. Like, I could tell we were using the AC that month.
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm the type of guy, like, since I'm the only person in here, I just bought yeah. this Carhartt jacket, and I'm, like, yeah. I'm going to save money on AC. No, so that makes sense
1: then, it. yeah. Because with us, it was, like... I would have a few employees and then my parents would come when they finished their work. Like it was a lot of people in there. So I wanted everyone to be comfortable. (laughs) Yeah. But when, when,
0: when you're running a solo operation, you can kind of do what
1: you want. solopreneur.
0: It's very, yeah. Very versatile, very fluid. It's nice. I like it. You're able to move
1: quickly, switch it up and do whatever you want. Yeah, It's
0: easy to pivot and adapt with the whole team. It's like, you know, Let's just say your Amazon business goes, you know, gone, deactivated. Oh, that's yeah. What do you do with your team? Yeah. You know, that's
1: like, that's a good question, man. Because
0: or or like with a VA, you know, like if there's nothing for them to do, what do you do with them? Yeah. You know?
1: I mean it's it's a really for tough school. position to be put in. Like, I don't even really know what I would say. I would probably say like because me personally, I've like invested in my main virtual assistant. Like I bought him a computer. Um, yeah. Upgraded his setup <laughs> a little bit. Uh, when I saw he was working on like the laptop or whatever with a tiny screen, I was like, "Bro, I need to." That ain't happening. Figure- yeah. No, I I you're not You're not working for me and working on only a small laptop. Like I got to get you the big monitors and everything. So yeah. got, got him right with all that stuff. And I, I guess I would say like like we got to figure this out for a couple months, but after that, I really hope you would come back. And I pay mine really well as as well. So I would assume yeah. that he would come back. I'm very close with mine now. My, I found the best virtual assistant ever. I think <laughs> he's just well, he, the he, goat, bro. He's he's <laughs> always responding fast. You'll uh, hop on call anytime. He works like Eastern Time hours, like ten to six. Um, yeah. Just I just found the goat, man, and that's I used Corey's methods on how to hire through online jobs. We put like banana in the subject line, uh, have them record a thirty second voice note. There's like three or four things that just really changed the game with the criteria I was getting. And also paying them yeah. higher from the start. Starting at $3 versus $5. Huge game changer. At $3, my criteria was much worse. Now that I set it at $5 to start, it's a lot better. I pay my guy like 6 now, and then he'll get bonuses every once in a while. So it's good. for Most people are paying like 2 to 3 which is, yeah. in my opinion, too low. Like if They're providing good value for your business. They're worth more than that. And they're going to put in more work when you pay them more treat them with more respect like don't say va call them your virtual employee which they are uh things yeah. like that will make them like you a lot more
0: no yeah no i i gotta get one at some point man yeah
1: that's your yeah. first thing you're doing in january that's making the online jobs post getting your getting your team together and just having yeah. some stuff go more smoothly
0: assistant yeah going
1: help with a lot like dude Corey's is pretty wild like she'll look for hotels book flights stuff like that which is really really impressive like that's that's honestly what i want to have sometime very soon because like there's a lot of just like little things that if i could have someone just take care of that or do something small for me it would just save up a lot of time and headspace
0: yeah Having the personal assistant. All you need That's next is the personal
1: chef. Yeah, and then, yeah. then everything's covered. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the VA chef. Making food on.
1: Making it in the Philippines, shipping it to us in the US. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> the VA chef. <laughs> oh,
1: man.
0: The VA chef.
1: But kind of wrap up here a little bit. We have a new segment of the show. We're calling it Final Six Questions. So it's kind of like just quick response. Uh, pretty simple questions here. So first off, I have, what is your favorite movie?
0: Ooh. Honestly, thinking. I like a lot of movies. Um, yeah. Just going to keep it simple. It's Dumb and Dumber.
1: That's a good one. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> expecting that.
0: Oops, huh? All right. <laughs> yeah. Probably Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. That's,
1: that's a good answer. I'd say mine's probably <laughs> Dark Knight. I, just, I love that movie. Yeah.
0: What about Indiana Jones? Dude? No,
1: Indiana Jones is probably top three. I don't know. What, I would need to rewatch all of them to really pick my favorite. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I like the Crystal Skull. Uh, th- there's a few of them that stand out. Wait, what do you think
0: about the new one? What what's your thoughts? Right. On-
1: I mean, I didn't hate it, and I didn't like completely love it, but I liked it. Um,
0: yeah. it was with it for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. And seeing oh. that first scene, uh, where it was him looking young on the train like the first like oh, 10 man. minutes of the movie and seeing bro, that in man, IMAX I'm, too that was that was awesome
0: bro. yeah
1: <laughs> every, every time I see like a new movie that comes out that's a big always go see it in IMAX we have a really really big theater here they call it the world's tallest IMAX but I think there's one that's bigger in like Germany or some shit or but anyway. it's like the biggest in the U.S. like if you look that up like tallest movie theater tallest IMAX or whatever it'll come up and that's cool it's, it's kind of crazy Savannah? that's in Savannah yeah they just open wow. that up like couple months ago it's it's ridiculous how how it looks from the outside like that theater looks yeah. bigger than like the rest of like all the other screens too. like it's crazy how it is
0: but i to go google that man
1: yeah you're gonna have to sick. come fly out and experience well, it <laughs> Yeah, so question yeah. number two uh did you play sports as a kid and do you play any sports now
0: I played a lot of sports. Um, okay. Main one was baseball. I did basketball. My mom was, you know, the kind of mom that put me in all the sports mm-hmm. um, as, as I was younger. And then I kind of like niched down as I grew older.
1: Yeah. Uh, football.
0: The same old uh, yeah. Baseball. Which um, one would
1: baseball. you say was your favorite? Baseball?
0: Uh, baseball. Yeah. yeah. I played uh, insurance second. So. Did you right play now, throughout your high school? Uh, freshman and junior year, or freshman and sophomore. Junior year came around, mm-hmm. and I just lost all my skill for some reason. <laughs> um, and COVID was here. Yeah, so. like I made the team. We practiced twice, and COVID happened, and
1: it was kind of over after that. You
0: know, like, yeah, like, nothing, nothing happened. That was kind of was
1: for me too like yeah it just stopped during COVID. or honestly it was kind of in the year before that too like i just i I wasn't ready to play like jv basketball and have practice seven days a week for three four months or whatever because at that time it's already doing well like i was going to the mall every day buying shoes but the ball was rolling with the reselling business yeah i kind of want to do this and i paid off i doubled down on it and it worked
0: yeah yeah that's sweet um do you play anything anything right now
1: no i don't i I was just about to ask you that as well because i used to play basketball everyone like just pick up basketball at the park uh i haven't really done that very recently but i would like to get back into it when i see like miles and all them playing i was like damn i'm trying to play i haven't haven't played in too long man i gotta get my gotta get the jump shot back
0: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) the layup going yeah all right um right now to answer your question um, well, I don't do anything right now. About a year ago, though, I was doing boxing. For really? That was my big one. That's um, cool. Like, basically, after COVID, like, COVID was pretty rough for me. Like, a lot of things, a lot of things happened. And uh, moved back to the United States because I was living in Italy. Mm-hmm. And decided I'm just going to go all in on boxing. That's kind of really? what I did.
1: Wow, I didn't even know this. About
0: three hours a night, just, like, letting out everything. And just kind of went from there, so... Damn, so you can you can swing. <laughs> I, I love boxing, man. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Nobody's it's, trying it's, to fight you yeah. then. <laughs> oh, what's up?
1: Nobody wants to fight you then. <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, dude, I I'm like not even I'm not that heavy. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty skinny nowadays, so we're getting back to it though. So. Yeah.
1: Well, my dad always sucks about that. He wants to do like MMA stuff, like jujitsu, wants to train yeah. some of that and get back into shape. I definitely need to. I, I want to do something physical. I, I haven't even been doing walks like that really that much anymore. I got a bike the other day, so I'm excited. To electrical. Yeah. You gotta turn that off. Gotta the pedals rolling. <laughs> no, Yeah, you're right, bro. Definitely gotta get the pedals rolling. Get some leg yeah. workouts in. But I, I just had those gift cards from Bass Pro, and you guys probably saw me tweeting about that, but I was like, I need to get rid of these. It was like 1200 worth. They just kept canceling my orders. And Why I was like, I? let me go. go. Go get something cool. This store's like 20 minutes away literally the coolest store in savannah like it's just there's like a waterfall in there there's like a little fish tank thing that's really cool a bunch of um animals and stuff it's a what's it called taxidermy animals like everyone yeah. bears like every... dude it's crazy in there it's a massive <laughs> store uh sweet
0: i love bass pro yeah Mella's, i hadn't so, been yeah. in in
1: years and i was like damn this is legit this like, is for this, a tap. yeah this is awesome yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, on to the third question what was your first entrepreneurial endeavor
0: first entrepreneurial endeavor uh i had a minecraft youtube channel when i was like 12 go. 13 14 yeah and i dude, servers would pay me because i had a large you know audience um servers would pay me like two three hundred bucks an hour to stream wow. on their server to bring wow. you know, my audience to their server yeah um, or you know the perks on there and that's wild that My first side hustle um what was exactly. the most that you made off that i made a lot and i lost really
1: all. We're doing what
0: trading oh. i'd never recommend <laughs> don't
1: buy a spot
0: <laughs> buy amazon products yeah. that's, that's,
1: that's pretty point. wild man i didn't even know that what, what was your peak viewership when you were doing like live streams and all that oh
0: probably like 1400 around there. oh wow that's like a good amount yeah. damn
1: I did some streams. I maybe had 10 at most. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Solid 10 people watching. 1400 is really good though.
0: Yeah. No, I spent my teenage years gaming. Uh, most of my teenage years gaming. Um, looking back on it, it was kind of a blessing and a curse. I got really <laughs> good at social media. Like I know yeah. how to grow. It's it's very easy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, health benefits and whatnot. Sitting down. For a long period of time yeah it's, it's not good on the body so definitely not I got i'm,
1: I'm kind of realizing that being working from home bro because i was at the warehouse i would go i would i would get up immediately like shower go pick up one of my employees i'd be hitting the warehouse early i'd be active during it like i'll be walking around i'd be surprised with how many steps i'd put up and just a normal day at the warehouse so i'd get like ten thousand yeah. steps now it's horrible i'm literally just walking from my house outside to the office and then working there and then walking back to the house. Like I'm not really like walking around in a big area and my, the steps on the health app. It's now at like four to 5,000 a day average when it used to be at like
0: 9,000. So I was like, damn, oh, I need goodness. to set my
1: shit up. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's about time. Do that. That's why I love my warehouse. Cause I, yeah, I'm active all the time. I'm slap, slap, yeah. slap, slap. So it's Pret- good. It's cardio. Good. Yeah, Prep Cardio. That should be a podcast name. Prep Cardio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny.
1: Next okay. up, uh, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be?
0: That's a tough one. I love Southern Utah. That's, you know, where my family's from. I'm yep. part Native American. So that's where my heritage is from. Um, you know, there's Zions. Every, everything I love is in Southern Utah. Um, besides southern utah probably southern germany um really me and my family would kind of live there for you know a few weeks at a time when my dad was in the military mm-hmm. and it's super nice there you're in the mountains you're in a valley uh garmish germany to be specific wow um, just gorgeous wild. there it's it's awesome the christmas markets the the summer walks and the you know crevices caves mountaineering
1: that's a good answer, man. I've I've never been out of the country. I need to do like well, a little Europe trip in the next yeah, year or so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think I'm going with my family sometime in the next year. Or so we plan on going to um Italy. Uh we're we're just gonna stay like probably like eight days or ten days in one country and like get the full experience out of it or at least part of the full experience and then like do a new one each year, I think. Because awesome. if I do one of those trips where like we go to like five different countries and all these different cities, you can't really stay there and enjoy it and spend like
0: five Unless days there for like city. a month or two. And then
1: yeah, it's... which we can't do, man. Like my parents have their jobs, so I got to keep the business running. but It's yeah. just not feasible in the next like couple years, but maybe like down the line, I would definitely be willing to spend like months out of the country.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, and Europe is great too. Mediterranean life, yeah. I live that. How's line. living in Italy? I was there for 6 years kind of on the coast wow. in Naples. That's a lot of time. Um you could see the ocean from our house. It was Wow. It was gorgeous. Damn. Um, that's wild. It was pretty What nice. do you think
1: about the pizza there compared to here?
0: American pizza is awful. <laughs> One out of 10. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know how dudes are tweaking over Domino's is so good. I mean it's good, but it's like <laughs> dudes think it's the the holy grail of pizza. Yeah, no. And yeah, I, I, it Italy and it's I like, never eat Domino's. Is
1: and yeah. y- you were fasting the other day and had a Domino's pizza and it wasn't that good. So that's how you know it's not good when you haven't eaten anything or It was pretty good. Yeah,
0: but like, <laughs> cause I was hungry. Um, yeah. And I needed, I needed to eat that. Because the amount yeah. of stuff in my warehouse, like, I could not do that on a the fast. There's no way.
1: You've got to have the energy to go all
0: night. So. Gotta have the pizza. Yeah, and that full pizza I've- was that fueled me. I'm still fueled. <laughs> like I can go two more days. So, it was. It, it's have, <laughs>
1: have you been to any of the like really fire spots in like New York or in a bigger city? That's where you got to try. Because for me personally, when I'm in Savannah, I don't even like eat pizza ever. Like once every couple months, I'll have pizza. Unless we make it here at the house with the uni, I'm not really going out to get pizza because there's just not really any good spots here. There's like one that I'd say is pretty decent. But every time I go to another city, like if I'm in Atlanta or somewhere else, I'm always trying to hit the best pizza place. And barilla tacos are another (laughs) one. Barilla tacos where it's like the shredded beef and you dip it in the sauce. Those, bro. Because we don't have those here either. there's one spot here, but it's like 30 minutes away and they're not that good. So every time I'm out of town, i got to get good pizza, good tacos. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> Pretty you fun. I like Dave Portnoy or whatnot. Yes, I do use the one Bite app. app one Bite, and one it's on app store. Yeah. By. And best part is about it. You can just go and sort by Dave's reviews and then you can pull up a map. I'm doing it right now. And you can see just like all the ones that are like eight and above or nine and above. And you just know, like, okay, if it's above an 8, that place is good. So, like, yeah. if you go to New York, I'm scrolling in right now. There's just ones, like, everywhere around the city. Like, dude, the, he's been everywhere. These are all 8+. And, bro, if you if, if you just do 0 to 10, like, any any range, he's literally done, like, pizza stores on every block. Like, it's crazy how it That's looks. That's
0: wild. Wait, look at like, Oregon. Is there any in Oregon that he's done? I don't think so. Or, or no, it- probably for a football
1: game. No, yeah, none in Oregon. He has some in California, but not many in California either. It's mainly in New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, like tri state area. Yeah. And up in the north, like uh Boston, someplace in Connecticut. He has one in Atlanta, which is like or a couple in Atlanta, which is one of my favorite spots there called Antico. That place is super You super told far. me about that. Yeah. I brought, couple, I brought a couple I brought a couple sneaker guys there. I brought Aaron there, this guy named Abdullah, and then uh Aiden Treno. <laughs> So, <laughs> they all know how good that is. A couple two of them told me, like, damn, bro, that's still the best piece I've had. So, I gotta
0: try it, dude. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Next time you fly out Georgia, come to the East Coast, definitely gotta try that. And then I've heard there's some good spots in Miami, too. Uh, I went to one, Mr. 01. I ran into Jackson there, like, just coincidentally, he was there eating with someone he knew, and I was like, came with a few friends and we were just sitting at a table and then i like look over i'm like oh what's up jackson <laughs> like we were literally about to link up like that day and i just bumped into him there which was cool what's that's up? how it is in miami though bro like miami is just you you just walk around and see a random reseller random amazon guy it's a different um, world
0: there man um, yeah
1: it's pretty wild
0: yeah i mean i can't I, tell if it's degenerate or networking <laughs> i think fast. if you just
1: stay out of it like miles is on the grind miles is not doing the degenerate stuff like he, he's just yeah. staying on the grind he's he's living in miami the best you can do it where you enjoy the beautiful views being out by the water and you're still locked in and focused not doing a bunch of other stuff and not really focused on the business it's, yeah it's
0: possible to do both but no it definitely is yeah mm-hmm. but easy to get sucked into so yeah
1: for sure especially out in like miami versus utah or savannah georgia like it's completely different yeah. there.
0: like what else do i have to do here like
1: <laughs> yeah oh, it's like
0: <laughs> not
1: a so. miami's just wild especially like the downtown area like yeah. we literally we were standing in middle of downtown brickle on like saturday night waiting for uber to pick us up and we just saw these two girls get out the back of an uber and this guy holding a bunch of wristbands walks up to them immediately gives them wristbands to get into a club i'm like i've never seen anything like that in my life like in atlanta or savannah i was like miami's just a different world that's something you'd see in like vegas or something like that
0: no yeah it vegas and miami are like Very similar, I feel like, in terms of yeah,
1: no, I agree with that. Vegas is very unique though with the the slot machines and stuff, bro. Like, that's the only place where you get on, you're in the airport, you step out, and there's slot machines, (laughs) like, like yeah, (laughs) my money, just everywhere, like, and you'll. I was talking to some of the Uber drivers, or there's this one guy who's like, I'm hitting it big. Like, I'm down right now. But, like, I, just, like, I was like, damn, this guy is
0: like 90% deep. of gamblers like before deep. they win big. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, bro, that's how he was sounded. He was like, I'm waiting. Like, once I hit this next time, I'm quitting. The, I'm, I'm done. I'm like, All <laughs> right, man, let's see it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <pal. laughs> because
1: yeah, that's just a random person bro like it's not someone i saw in a casino that's just an uber driver like it must be crazy yeah. out there but just how much you see it like you can't see something all the time and not think of it or in, like it's just in your brain when you see that much gambling and slot machines and all that when you're in savannah yeah. like, i don't see that ever i have no interest in going to a slot machine or even like a casino i don't really care for that
0: yeah i'm kind of with you on that one yeah. Yeah, it's just
1: like I prefer to make my bets on seasonal products, like not on a slot machine yeah. or roulette or anything like that. Like I'll I really bet on did. some Legos, not on <laughs> something like that. Yeah.
0: Buy some Nike. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Safer bet. It is, really.
1: Yeah. On to the fifth question. What's on your bucket list? One or two things on there.
0: Honestly, in the next two to three years i really want to climb mount everest um whoa are you serious yeah damn i've so i was a boy scout when i was well ever since i was like six to 14 years old maybe 13 Mm -hmm. and uh something i've always wanted to do um it's very not very expensive it's like 60 grand but it's something i want to experience and do and wow I, i feel like it's just conquering life and, uh, Dude,
1: that really is. Yeah, like that,
0: that's something I really want to do. It's like I've wanted to do it for a long time. Wow, uh, I've had a poster that's a great answer. <laughs> so, climb Mount Everest in the next two to three years. Um, I got to start training at some point. Yeah, so, that's uh that's something on my bucket list. Climb Mount Everest.
1: That's a good one. So, all
0: right, on to the last question:
1: uh, favorite song or album? Uh, ooh. Well, let me, let me ask you first. Okay. Let's hear the song or So, I, I'm just gonna say probably my most listened to, which would be "3005" uh, by Childish Gambino. I think that's a good one.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I like a lot, man. My taste switches like every month. Yeah, so. no, same. Um, I love you know Morgan Wallen, Luke Holmes, Billy Currington on the country side. Yeah. The rap side, you got you know little Uzi as always. Yeah, um, you know, lots of other different ones. Um, recently, um, a lot of trap nation. Yeah, that's, yeah,
1: yeah, that's a good answer. You right know, there. You know, we'll go yeah, yeah, yeah. We were going uh, back and forth sharing songs the other day. Dude, <laughs> that we was need to create a
0: Playlist sourcing dude. trap playlist. Yes, yes. The that's Hear the only me.
1: thing to listen to when you're doing like bulk purchases or like doing a bunch of orders in a row. Like you gotta listen to some. Some hyped up music.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Like, Bumps and Trap Nation, Nike.com, <laughs> Black Friday Sale, What yeah. More Can Men Ask For. You know? Exactly, but, that's peak right there. Peak male performance. Yeah. Nike Sale and <laughs> Trap Nation. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> With the headphones on, just bumping. <laughs> bumping, check out,
0: check out, check out. Yeah.
1: What would you say are your favorite Trap Nation songs?
0: Uh, well, trap, dude. I've been listening to the one you sent, Drowning by Excursion. Yeah, that, that was a fire good. one. That was a fire yeah. One. Um, yeah, if we're going hard, like either Rockstar or Love Sosa, if it's normal, like uh, I think it's Love You by Black Bear. Um, yeah, there's a ton, man. Like, a ton. It's the crazy. Standby is really good. Um, I could just pull up the list and name every single one. Oh, signal is by Elise's remix. All the
1: of, uh, Ellie Goulding song "Lights" and "Outside." Those are two classics. TV "Together," yeah, "Lights and
0: yeah. Gritty" remix. Yeah, saw <laughs> yeah. some in there. Um, yeah, a lot of good ones. Like honestly, I love all of them. Yeah, I mean, they're, all, they're all great songs. so yeah
1: <laughs> some good answers man that's it's kind of bringing us to the end this is by far the longest podcast we've done i like this longer form though like pa- past an hour uh the first one that i did was like an hour but all the other ones have been like 30 to 40 minutes just like very like quick questions by amazon but this is like a free-flowing conversation i like this style a lot more um yeah.
0: but more yeah to joe kind of wrap Rogan-ist. up what, what are you saying more joe rogan is
1: yes more, yeah, yeah. That's that's the recipe.
0: <laughs> like we, we, I think we were talking about before, like science of like loving toes, stuff like that. Like we're gonna go in deep on this, <laughs> yeah. maybe not that deep, but I, th- I thought it was good. I loved it. it yeah, great. bro. So, thank, thanks. Thank you for
1: coming me. on. Yeah, yeah, for sure, bro. To yeah. Took took some good time. Let let the people know where they can find
0: you. Uh, on Twitter, I am FBA Jimmy, and then on Instagram, I am Jimmy FBA. Um, do keep in mind though, the only people that call me Jimmy is my grandma and the FBA community. So <laughs> keep that in mind when you're DMing me. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. But uh yeah, FBA Jimmy on uh, on Twitter. That's probably where I'll be most active. So Yeah.
1: That's same with me, man. Twitter's where it's at. Do you see you see yourself doing any YouTube or anything like that?
0: Definitely, yeah. Um, when I have more time on my hands, my yeah. YouTube is just Jimmy FBA. Um, I have one video up there. might help you if you're looking for wholesale brands. There you but go. Give that Get a try. some track. sauce in there. And, uh, I'll money.
1: have all that in the description and everything too. So if you guys want to check them out, definitely go shoot them a follow. Definitely worth it. Great guy. Thank you again, Jimmy. It was a great episode. Dylan, thanks for having me on. Appreciate yes, it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Peace out.